Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is indeed time for the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yo. Chris, holding it down for us here on your Turn It On and Leave It On stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line. 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. We're hanging out with you until midnight tonight here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers at Kevin Gray Sports. I read that tool if you want to get at us on Twitter. Unfortunately, a very difficult night at Globe Life Field as the Rangers fall 5-4 to four in Game 5 of the American League Championship Series. The devastating blow, a three-run home run by Jose Altuve in the top of the ninth inning, allows the Astros to hang on. Ryan Presley shuts it down in the ninth inning, and now the Rangers head back to Houston and Minute Maid Park down three games to two with game six on Sunday evening. Nathan Evaldi will take the mound for the good guys. Against Framber Valdez. Yes. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. Framber Valdez did not look to be the good Framber Valdez that has been uh, in the history, which, I mean, if you were looking for another thing to hang your hat on, mm-hmm. I think I was looking at the, you know, the 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 tail of the tape in this pitching matchup, and you have Nathan Evaldi, whose ERA is a 2-2-9 in this postseason, and Framber Valdez, whose ERA is 11-5-7. And, of course, got rocked in game two, and the Rangers were able to chase him very early in game number two. As we get you ready for game six, we'll discuss what we feel like is going to happen uh, in game number six. But right now, we're going to finish up the last of our phone calls here on 105 through the fan. We know that a few of you have been waiting patiently. We want to make sure we get to your phone calls here uh, before we end those for the night. And we go to uh, our guy, Kenny, Kenny and Quinlan. Kenny, what's going on? What what's going Hello. on? Gentlemen, in the old days. When Mickey Mantle came to the plate, or Roger Maris in 61, or, you know, Willie Mays, what would a coach do? Altuve's dangerous. You know, the, the way to get him out of the game is to walk him. Walk him, and you take away his power. Okay? You walk him. Now, you, you don't walk him if you got the bases loaded. But if you get him a walk and he's on base, you have a chance of turning the double play and getting him out anyway. But you take him out of the game. Bruce Bochy, if you're listening, walk Altuve. Walk him every chance you get. And maybe you distract him. Maybe get him upset. Maybe he gets off his game. He loses his offense, you know, out in the field, or his defense, rather. But for sure, he'll lose his offense. 
So, like in the ninth, ninth inning, you should have walked him. You should have definitely walked him. I've been a Ranger fan, uh, Ranger fan since 1972 when they came from Washington. They were the Washington Senators. And Ted Williams, you know, was the coach. Of course, you know, he, he lost his head over that job. <laughs> but that's what you do with Altuve. You know, I've been a fan. I'm 69 years old. I've been a fan since I was probably four or five years old. And, you know, that's how they took care of these big hitters because, you know, he's, Altuve's this dangerous, dangerous guy. And, and when you put him in those situations where it's uh, game-winning, playoff, this guy's going to come through 90% of the time. So you got to take away his power. But even being a fan so long, I only know two things. I know a little bit about baseball, a little bit about football, and I know that Bruce Bochy, before that game six, you better get that squad some frozen margaritas with that shot of rock and roll tequila <laughs> so that we can win this game and get them boys relaxed. So let's go, Rangers. We're not out of it, but you got to be on your best because all it takes is one more game and you're gone. But these guys were, you know, weren't predicted to even be this far. So we're pretty lucky, but I sure would like to see them follow it through. So let's go, let's go, Rangers, and let's go, man. We got to do it. Thanks for my call, guys. You got it. Appreciate it, Kenny. Kenny. The, the tough thing about that situation and the idea of walking Altuve there is runners on first and second, no outs. And so you walk Altuve, you've walked him loaded, and, and you know now you have. Thankfully, Mauricio Dubon was batting second, but let's say you you know everything's going great and you strike him out. Now you have Alex Bregman up with one out, and the base is loaded. Yeah, and he's already homered on the night in that situation. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lineup that is continuously relentless, regardless of who is in the lineup. As we finish up the last of our phone calls here, let's go to. Mo, Mo in Dallas, you're on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 through the fam. Hey guys, how are you? Man, could be doing better. Doing all right. Okay, well, I'm a Mets fan originally, but I came down here and I love the Rangers. And I just got to say, I don't know how much Seeger and Simeon make to make two errors. You got two hands, use them. And if you have a ball coming to you, you put your body in front of that ball so it doesn't become a double. Okay? We had made bad plays, and I didn't like it. And uh, Appreciate the phone call, Mo. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. There he goes. Appreciate the phone call there. Let's finish up with uh, Ryan. Ryan in Fort Worth. You're on the Get Right. Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Thanks, yeah. I've been... Uh, listening to y'all for a while, and I heard about 20 minutes ago, I think Jared was talking about his nephew, seeing him there, see the atmosphere of the Rangers game. I remember going back to the ALCS versus the Yankees with my dad and seeing Natalie Foley's strikeout, Alex Rodriguez, and then we went to the World Series. So it felt like that a little bit tonight. But I haven't heard, is Adolis and Baker, are they suspended for the next game since they were both tossed out today? I haven't heard anything about that. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call, Ryan. Have not seen anything with respect to any updates on uh, possible suspensions for for Game Six, uh, whether it be for Abreu, Garcia, or Dusty Baker. So we'll follow up on that as the night goes on. But I have not seen anything initially with respect to uh, to any of that. And I'm sure Major League Baseball will take the time to uh, review the entire situation before making. Uh, any kind of announcement or determination on that, but I have not seen anything 
uh, to that effect just yet. No, I haven't either, but that's a great question. And I'll, I'm actually going to see if I can track it down at this point uh, just to make sure that we, we help you all out with that answer. Appreciate all of you who chimed in on Rangers Extra Innings and here on the Get Right with Reggie KG as far as your phone calls are concerned. Uh, a difficult night for Texas Rangers fans who were at Globe Life Field looking to cheer this team on to possibly a win to put them up three games to two in this series. Unfortunately, uh, it did not happen tonight. They look to pick themselves up going into game number six, which is where we start to turn our attention to as we put a bow on what happened uh, tonight at Globe Life Field. There was a lot of momentum-changing plays. All right. Uh, you see what I did there? Um, You're a jerk. But at the same time, there were two seminal moments for the Rangers in the sixth inning that I thought, for me personally, was going to help catapult them uh, for the rest of that game. And that was, of course, Marcus Simeon's diving stop to be able to end the top of the sixth inning. And then Garcia's three-run home run. It felt like those two combined moments there were going to be enough to propel this Rangers team after getting a good start from Jordan Montgomery and then being able to get those runs that they needed. Uh, I thought that that was going to be the the, the changing uh, two changing plays of the game. Unfortunately, that did not turn out to be the case because uh, Jose Altuve had more things to say about that later on in the game, of course. Yeah, man. Uh, one of the things that stuck out to me was, and may, maybe this is just like our own propensities to want to be right and to, you know, kind of, um, proclaim ourselves right, but the thing that I was concerned about from yesterday's game uh, was the idea that you really went and you weakened your pitching or your bullpen in particular, right? You had exposed, yeah, that bullpen exposed because you had a lot of guys pitch. Now, honestly, were, are those the guys that Bruce Bochy feels comfortable throwing out there? Because one thing that we understand through him having to go through a 162 game season and under, you know get to know this bullpen, it became very apparent whether he would admit it. Uh, or not, that there are some guys that he trusts that he's willing to put that out there in, you know, real winning time situations. And there's some guys that he very clearly did not want to go to. It felt like a lot of the guys that he went to in game four, you know, when this thing was kind of out of hand, was, were guys that he probably would not go to in situations where you really need to. But, you know, after you have LeClerc having, or first of all, we put a Raldis Chapman in there and you know he has a short hook because he is trusted, but to a point. Then LeClerc has to come out and you're asking for another four-out save situation. Then you end up with him having to have that extended time where he's waiting. He comes back up, and it starts looking shaky. And the thing that me and you are having a conversation about in this very room at that moment is, who else you got to go to? Sure. Because this bullpen has been depleted in some ways, an already shallow bullpen. And so that's the thing that was concerning, and it felt like, I don't know if it's self-fulfilling prophecy prophecy or whatever you want to term it as, but that was the thing that felt like, Damn, there, there's the thing that I was concerned about. Hopefully having a day off, getting a chance to now go into game six, you will have you know a, a fresher bullpen, obviously knowing that the bullpen is a little bit scary to begin with, and then you have a pitcher that is going to start that you feel comfortable giving you a quality start. You feel very confident that Nathan Avaldi is going to give you what you need to make it so that you don't have to use a ton of your bullpen. And if he's doing that, all you need is the run support. And it seems like your your, your baseball team offensively can do that. And so if you can do that, you have a, you have the means to get a win against this Houston Astros team. That, again, in this game was also still gettable. Mm-hmm. But for some heroics that came through. And an odd moment that turned contentious for this game in the bottom of the eighth inning this moment here is going to be talked about for quite a while. Goalies in each of the last four games has a hit 
and an RBI. Now 11 RBIs for the postseason, and the pitch hit him. Adolis starts jawing at Maldonado, and here come the benches as Adolis and Maldonado are separated by the home plate umpire, and there are players streaming from both sides. The bullpens are emptying right now, and as we look down there, I don't see any punches currently being thrown, but people are restraining the combatants, Adolis Garcia and Martin Maldonado. Of course, that's the Hall of Famer Eric Nadell on the call here. And that's a moment that you look back on in this particular game. And you have to think in that case, look, whether you feel like Abreu purposely hit Garcia Mm -hmm. after, let's call for what it is. My man pimped out that three run home run. And it was it was fun too. And it was I mean it was really fun. And Incredible moment. And it, it really does stink that that's going to get kind of thrown underneath the whatever I don't know what the right term is, but that one's going to kind of be forgotten after this game because incredible moment for him. Mm-hmm. And you start to think about there in that situation. Look, it's four to two. Texas is up four to two. Evan Carter had already walked. You hit Garcia in that moment. You've got runners on first and second now with nobody out. Again, whether you felt like Abreu hit Garcia on purpose or not, I have a hard time believing, and again, I know the history between these two teams. From a logical standpoint, it does not make any sense in the world for Abreu to hit Garcia on purpose and then have runners on first and second with no one out, knowing what's coming behind him in that particular case, now Garcia gets thrown out of the game after the situation. You have a Abreu thrown out, Garcia gets thrown out, and Dusty Baker gets tossed as well. Yeah, which is another part of that moment is Dusty Baker clearly knew what he was doing. I felt like because he was jawing with the umpires for quite a while and would not take himself uh, to the showers the way that he needed to after he was tossed. That moment there would, would turn out to be what a twenty-five minute delay between the time that Garcia got hit to the time that was play was resumed because you had to bring in Presley in from the bullpen uh, for the Astros there. That's a moment that I think a lot of folks will be talking about for quite some time and what that moment eventually played out to be given the circumstances that wound up taking place uh, after that particular moment there. Okay, I, I really want to hear from... Adolis Garcia here. Um, if we have an opportunity to get, um, if we have an opportunity to get it, do we have that ready? Okay, Chris, because Adolis talks after the game, and I do mm-hmm. want to hear what he had to say about that. What Adolis? What did you tell Martin Maldonado after they hit you? It seemed like you thought they hit you on purpose. Creo que la intención no sé cuál fue. Sentí que sabe que me pudo haber ese bolazo pudo haber sido peor y nada más reaccioné y le dije que eso no estaba bien. I just reacted to the ball that came towards me. It was something that in that situation, you know, he could have hurt me, he could have injured me, and it's something that I just let him know, you know, that that shouldn't happen there. We'll go to Evan up front, guys. Adolis, you and Maldonado have talked before. Um, Was any of that a factor in that moment because you turned to him instead of the pitcher who had thrown the ball? No, creo que... Eh, pensé no que sabes como te dije reaccioné por el, por el bolazo no estaba pensando bien en ese momento y decidí dirigirme a él yeah it was just a heat of the moment I just reacted to being hit by the pitch I just reacted towards him as soon as I felt the hit but it was just a thing that happened in, in that instance Any questions for Adolis I will go up front here 
do you regret the way you reacted considering how it played out for your team after the fact? Sientes que como que tienes un poco de te sientes mal porque cómo reaccionaste por luego lo que sucedió al equipo. No, yo creo que eh, estamos enfocados todos en la victoria, queremos ganar, no importa lo que pase o lo que haya pasado, queremos ganar y siempre me voy a sentir mal si perdemos un juego. I think we're always focused on winning, no matter what happens in what situation. I think at that moment, I mean, I want to win, I want the team to win, so I would obviously feel bad. Go to the back right. Adolis, why did they tell you you were ejected from the game? Eh, no sé, quizá ha sido por la reacción mía que en el momento, pero en verdad no sé qué pudo eh, traer con ¿sabe? esa consecuencia. I don't really know. It could have been something, probably, maybe, um, based on my reaction to what happened, but I really don't know. Okay. Uh, that is Adolis Garcia talking post game about the incident with Maldonado and Abreu after he was hit by that pitch. Of course, after hitting a three run home run that gave the Rangers a 4 2 lead there. I just felt like in that moment for Garcia, look, there's obvious history there between those two. Uh, and he reacted in the heat of the moment, which he described there. Could he, have, could have he reacted differently in that moment? Sure, he could have. But understandably, there's a rivalry there, a deep-seated one, and re he reacted accordingly based on what he thought was happening in that moment. Again, that subject that subject will be up for debate uh, for quite some time there. Rangers fall five to four to the Houston Astros. More on this game. Throughout the course of the shows, we're with you until midnight tonight here on your home of the Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next here on the Get Right with Reggie KG, uh, let's get you going around the National Football League. There we go. Get you caught up on the latest news and notes here in and around the NFL. We'll do it next on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So get right with Reggie KG here on 105. Through the fan, go out to go around the National Football League, get you caught up on the latest news and notes in and around the NFL. Uh, more, of course, a little bit later on as the Rangers fall in game five of the American League Championship Series, five to four to the Houston Astros. Kevin Gray, Reginald Attila, yeah. Chris holding it down for us here. We're with you until midnight tonight here on 105.3. You're fan. welcome. Uh, on this Friday night into Saturday. Y'all getting my dad walk hour. Your what hour? Dad walk. I've taken. The, oh, that's right. I've taken yes. to going on dad walks after yes, the shows right. at like 11. That's right. Just go get, you know, a nice 30, 45 minutes of walk in, mm -hmm. you know. Do some Spanish lessons. You're a good one for taking a walk, you know, at that portion of the evening. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not walking out into uh, un, un, unknown territory, let me tell you. No, that's good. That's good. We're, we're walking in uh, tight confines. I'll walk early on in the day because I'm, I'm going to be asleep. I don't be waking up like that. <laughs> Your hours get so thrown off because of the amount of different things. I'm not complaining. You got like a I'm not complaining. No, no, no. I want to note it. I'm not complaining. <laughs> uh, but you got a lot. A lot going on there. So uh, let's go around the National Football League, though, here on the uh, the Get Right Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Uh, as we do, uh, we start in 
Chicago, Justin Fields is not going to play uh, on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. He's been ruled out. He's got a dislocated thumb in his right hand, so he will not play. Stepping in will be some dude named uh, Tyson Badgett. Your guess is as good as mine. He played a little bit, though, last game, didn't he? I, I don't know who he the hell in. that is. I mean, you're not catching me watching Chicago Bears games like that, Will Chambers. That's uh, fair. You know, I'm just saying. Just protect your peace. Uh, for sure. But, yeah, rookie backup uh, Tyson Badgett. Oh, this gives us an opportunity to play, uh, have a little fun. All right. All right. So, he was undrafted. Have to be. Oh, this is not even fair. Do you have any idea what school Tyson Badgett played for? Well, I see here that he uh becoming just the fourth Division II quarterback. That's right. To start an NFL game in the past 20 years. So that gives me the answer in my mind is who the hell knows where he went to school at? That is correct. All right. All right. I figured that'd probably be the best answer Good job. Uh, to give there because who the hell knows? what? Where where did Tyson Badgent go to school at? Shepherd University. Oh, what? Oh, so wait, actually, I'm not even sure if it's the university. Let me, let me make. Yep, Shepherd University. That's a, a, a Formerly Shepherd College. A what? The Shepherd Rams. Of course there are. I'm where, not even sure if it's where, pronounced Shepherd because it, it looks like Shepherd, but I'm guessing it's Shepherd. Wow. Where where is Shepherd Shepherd College located at? You're gonna be surprised. It's in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Anyways, that's all what, that's what, to say. What, what does Tyson Badgett look like? Let's see if he can play. Oh, don't do that. Based on the way he looks here. Oh, yeah, he looks like a third stringer. Yep. That's, wow. that, that's about right. He does have a long neck, though. He get, he's giving me, he uh, got what's some, my man's name? Mike Glennon Glenn. vibe. He, yeah. he, he do got Mike Glennon he neck. got long neck vibe. That's right. Yeah. Don't mark that. Appreciate that. Um, my man goes 6'3", 215. He's only 6'3", with the neck that long? That's yeah, crazy. Uh, that's where the three inches is coming he, from, apparently. He, all right, dog. He's, <laughs> he's about 13% neck. Not 13. That's a scientific number, huh? I, look, 13%? It took me a second. That's I calculated. Came up with? That's right. Okay. This is the Around the NFL content you come to the Get Right for. This photo is not inspiring uh, at all that he looks like he could play. Where did Chicago find him at other than? Shepherd University. <laughs> I, I asked for that one. You're right. Um, <laughs> from the 682, that boy came from a Baptist church to the league. I don't know if he came from the, you know, the Baptist league. You know, the Kojic League, uh, you know, Seventh-day Adventist League. I, I don't know wow. where he came from. He just came from somewhere that looked like he don't know how to play football. Good luck, good luck with that, Chicago. I don't know. Matt Eberflus got to be sick. Who's on their roster? Let's see who's on their roster. They got Justin Fields, everybody's favorite Penn State quarterback, uh, Trace McSorley. You remember Trace? Oh, is Trace still there? And Trace McSorley, he's still good in the league. Him. Did they re-sign and then cut and then re-sign again, the Peter Man? Is the Peter Man know. back on that team? Ain't no way. Where's the Peter? Is the Peter Man? Is the Peter Man on Chicago? We have gone down quite the rabbit hole because this is a hilarious hole to go down. All right, so knowing the fact that they're starting this dude. All right, let's let's dig ourselves out of this. Okay, Tyson Badgen is the stor- starting quarterback for the Bears. All right, does that make you feel like they are going to definitely lose against the three and three Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, it's a loss. You're certain? Oh wait, oh wait a minute. That's because oh I forgot Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing either. Uh, I think Brian Hoyer is going right. to start on the other side. We're getting a Brian Hoyer, Tyson Bajant game. Okay. Let's pause for a second. Your America's game of the week. This is why the NFL will never lose. Because guess what? We're going to be watching on Sunday. Not Hold me. On. Hold not, on. Not, you... not me. Not me. Let me clear that. Is that not even going to pop up on Red Zone? Not me. 
Of course it is. It has to. It's an NFL you sure? game. It has Are you to. sure it's going to pop him on the Scott red zone? Scott Hans is going to be talking about <laughs> Brian Hoyer versus uh, Tyson Badgett. By the way, the depth chart for Chicago, the Peter Man is the third string quarterback. Oh, all right. Stay How does he check. keep getting the job in the NFL? He's got to be the, the nicest dude. He must bring some fire donuts That's to work right. every day. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, so good luck with that Raiders-Bears. Uh, Brian Hoyer versus... We really did talk crazy about a dude that is going to be so much better at football than I could ever imagine to be. Does he look like that? Are you sure? He is. You he, sure? He's in the NFL. He's so much what better What does that at fo- mean? That means that he's so much better at football than me. Okay. Well, maybe better than you, but maybe not other... I guess the other dudes he's about to play. Sure. No, of course. Not a lot, but just wanted... Okay. Okay. <laughs> I won't be watching that game on Sunday. Um, somebody... Uh, let's go to cut number 28. Um... Somebody who is going to be coming back is Kyler Murray. Oh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I mean, that's right. He, they, they had activated him to the uh, his practice time off mm-hmm. of the IR, correct? Yes. Now, here's uh, Cut 28. Here is the reason why my favorite uh, NFL correspondent. Oh, here he goes. Uh, Ian Rappaport. Uh, not only is Kyler Murray going to be playing this season, but here is the reason why. For this staff in the evaluation process of, like, where do we go from here, is Kyler Murray our starting quarterback for the next 10 years, or is he someone maybe we could use as a trade option if they, you know, if there's obviously a possibility they have a top five draft pick in this coming draft. What do they do with it, right? So seeing Kyler on the field, in their offense, in their scheme, working with the coaches, in games, this is all important. There is an evaluation process here. So I do believe that Kyler Murray is going to play plenty this season. It's amazing that we've gotten to a place where we're looking at Kyler Murray as a possible trade asset, and he needs to play out there in order to figure out whether or not he is going to be sticking around there as their franchise guy. It's interesting that Rappaport kind of frames that as they're going to see if, you know, he's their quarterback, for their forever quarterback in these games once he comes back off of injury. Um, did you get the impression that they still wanted to make that decision, or did it seem like they felt like they knew exactly how they wanted to go with this, or at least – the way that they are purporting or comporting themselves, it felt feels to me personally like they are they are prepared to try and get a quarterback and then move on from Kyler Murray. That's what it kind of feels like, and if that's the case, uh, Jonathan Gannon, good luck with that because I don't know how he survives more than one year at this job because it felt like he is the sacrificial lamb as head coach so that they can get to you know race to the bottom as quickly as they can to possibly get Caleb Williams. But Chicago is you know doing a really good job of doing that themselves at this point because. I believe as of right now, do you know who holds the top two picks in the 2024's uh, NFL's annual selection meeting? It's the Chicago Bears and the Chicago Bears via the Carolina Panthers. That's right. That's right. So if anybody's going to be evaluating anything, it's Chicago and whether or not Justin Fields is going to stick around there. Although Caleb Williams didn't give a lot of confidence to people after how he played against Notre Dame this past weekend. Uh, You're right, 682. $67 million guaranteed uh, for Kyler Murray. Good luck with that, Arizona. This league is very stupid. Nobody <laughs> learns their lessons. Nobody learns their lessons. Uh, speaking of not learning your lessons, did you watch that gross football game last night between uh, Jacksonville and uh, New Orleans? The look on your face says hell no. I plead the fifth. It's okay. You, you can answer truthfully. It, it was on one of the TVs. Oh, really? Yeah. So you saw that sicko red zone offense that was uh, the New Orleans Saints last night? Derek Carr? I tried to look away as much as I could. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I, I remember. What, what did your eyes tell you that you saw from that horrendous red zone offense that is the New Orleans Saints right now? I don't know why they keep letting Pete Carmichael do this. 
He is still their offensive coordinator. They really did. It was just like Sean Payton is gone. Slide everybody down a chair, and we are (laughs) rocking with this as if nothing ever happened. Oh, man. They were were crushing Derek Carr last night. Bro. (laughs) Oh, man. Some of it it feels fair, but also some of it feels like, I don't know what what you're supposed to do in a Pete Carmichael offense the way that it's looking. I bring this up because Dennis Allen says he's frustrated that quarterback Derek Carr and the wide receivers haven't been able to get on the same page near the midpoint of the season as miscommunication issues have been a focal point of the Saints' losses, of course, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, of course, last Sunday against the Houston Texans. Um, Look, man, I I don't know how they fixed that, but Allen's saying, quote, this is probably one of the things that I'm most frustrated about. It's just that's part of that inconsistency somehow, some way. We have got to get those guys on the same page. There's a lot that goes into that. And they've got good receivers. Here. Well, you say you say that, and I'm about to bring up the fact they had, like, what, four shots to try and tie this game at the yes. end, and couldn't nobody bring it in? Nobody. So, eh. I, like, I don't know exactly what. You know what it might be? They The, the ghosts of the ain'ts <laughs> trying to hit back. That's all that is. You see Bomani Jones uh, tweet out a paper bag? Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you, he, he, he may no longer technically be an Atlanta Falcons fan. That's he, right. He is always going to be a Saints hater. Every time, dunk on the Saints. By the way, y'all thought the Cowboys red zone issues were bad. Why are you bringing them into this? Because we they, didn't have to talk about them at all right now. Well, you know, okay. it, it is what it is. Saints were 0-3 in the red zone last week against the Texans. Uh, <laughs> and those problems continued, of course, on Thursday night. On Thursday night. Wait, am, am I hearing you say that Pete Carmichael and Mike McCarthy doing the Spider-Man meme? Is that what you're saying? If the shoe fits. Okay. All right. That if the shoe. Sounds like we need to go to break. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> That's a trip around the NFL. <laughs> By the way, shout out to, to Deshaun Watson real quick. Uh, he practiced fully, but still questionable. Wait, who? Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. Well, I. What's going on there? That's great question. Because <laughs> everything that I was going to say, I was just like, don't want to say that. Don't. Good job. Don't want to say that. <laughs> I got you. What, 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 what is the issue? What is happening? Cleveland Browns. Speaking of the NFL, bold predictions for week seven of the National Football League. Here's one you don't have to worry about. Cowboys losing because they don't play this weekend. Yay? Next on the Get Right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.